Blog Talk Radio. from the great state of Texas. I'm Pastor Brian Fouts, and I'm with Hazak Ministries. So good evening, everyone. So tonight on Reaching Out Radio, we're going to be sharing four things with you that we believe that will help influence your life. (coughs) We pray that these tips that we're going to share with you will give you encouragement and to help you meet your challenges and the purpose in your journey. And remember, regardless of your age or your position or your station in life, I want you to know that God has a plan and a purpose just for you. And if you'd like to have your friends listen in this evening, give them a ring and tell them that they can call in at 626-696-8607 to listen in. Now, that number again is 626-696-8607. So, with that, greetings from the scenic town of Columbus, Texas, where the town is located on the beautiful Colorado River. Columbus, you see, is one of the oldest surveyed and plotted Anglo-American towns in Texas. And it is on the site of the legendary Indian village of Montezuma. How about that? And historians say that members of Stephen F. Austin's Old 300 began arriving in the area way back in 1821. And so with that, good evening, Sister and Evangelist Montel Fields. And as I said earlier, I am Brian Fouts. So this evening, I'm honored and excited to be back here on Reaching Out Radio, where we are reaching out to be the hands and feet of Jesus Christ. And for those of you in the listening area, we are with Hazak Ministries. And our ministry was started with the vision to bring a message of hope, healing, and encouragement to those who are hurting, lost, or hopeless. Now, for some of those who do not know, That word hazak is a Hebrew word, and it means to make or to be strong. It means to strengthen, to sustain. It means to support and to encourage. 
And we hope that you, our listeners this evening, will be encouraged with our message this evening. So, if you have missed our previous radio programs, you can always go back to Reaching Out Radio at www.blogtalkradio.com. Again, that's www.blogtalkradio.com. And you can just type in Brian Fouts, or you can type in Brian and Leah Fouts, and there you can find all of our previous shows, and you can listen to them free on demand. Isn't that neat? So now before we start, let's open up the program with a word of prayer. Father, we pray for the protection for Montel Fields and for Reaching Out Radio. We pray for Montel and her family since they've lost their house and they're trying to move into a new one. And we pray against any technical difficulties tonight. And we pray against any demonic powers that are in the waves and the airwaves. And we would like to pray for those in the listening audience. We pray for open hearts and for changed lives this evening. In Jesus' name, amen, amen, and amen. So, as my wife Leah used to say when she was alive, Brian, what are we sharing today with our listeners? Well, tonight we're going to be talking about a couple of really unique words. We're going to talk about the word thrive. We're going to talk about the word yoke and purpose. And we're going to talk about path. That's right, path, P-A-T-H. So first we're going to talk about what it means to thrive. You heard me. What does it mean to thrive? And learning to thrive in this world in these difficult times. So this will be a fun topic. So grab your pen or pencil and some paper and get ready to learn some really awesome tips for your walk in life. Or if not, then get to your computer or get to your iPad or your iPhone and be prepared for some really great ideas to help you and your future. So walking around on the back hill this week or back where we now live, the Lord brought some really refreshing winds from the hill and from the surrounding area. And did you know that these winds can actually bring fresh new ideas for the present and for the future? Hmm, bet you didn't know that, huh? And as I looked over the rolling landscape that's out here, this word popped into my mind. Thrive. Hmm, thrive. So as I continued to think about this word, I suddenly had this question pop up in my mind. Are you learning to live and to thrive in life, or are you only trying to survive? That's right. Are you learning to thrive in life, or are you only trying to survive? So if you think about it, you have to learn to survive in this world to thrive. So what does that word thrive really mean? Well, I went off into the Webster's Dictionary, as I like to do, and it defines that word thrive as to grow vigorously and to flourish. And it also means to gain in wealth or possession or to prosper. And it also means to progress toward a goal despite any circumstances that might be in your way. You know, I like that third one, to, to progress toward a goal despite any circumstances. You know, the devil sometimes likes to throw obstacles in our way to keep us off track and to keep us uh, off of where the Lord wants us to go. So now that word thrive in Hebrew 
is the word parak, and it means to bud, it means to sprout, it means to shoot or to bloom or to blossom, and it means to break out or to fly. How about that? Just like a bird. Now, I don't know about you, but I want to fly, and I would like to thrive. That's what I like to do. So here's a great response from the Holman Christian Standard Bible. It says, and this is from Psalms 92:12. It says, the righteous thrive in life like a palm tree and grow like a cedar tree in Lebanon. That's from the Holman Christian Standard Bible. Now, you know, staying on task with our goals and our visions can be very, very hard. And planning the right path can be very, very difficult. And we will be tested and challenged at every turn in life, and we will need all of the help that we can get. Yes, all of the help that we can get. So how can we handle these challenges, and where do we get the, the help that we need from? You know, the Bible, oh, excuse my little kitty cat from Leah likes to come in and she wants to help me do the the radio. So you know that the Bible tells us that Daniel had hard obstacles and he had hard tests. And just like Daniel, when your tests come, you have to learn to handle them. You can. You can do that by praying and that you ask God for help. And ask him to reveal the answers and then stay the course. Did you hear what I said? Ask him to reveal the answers to you and then stay the course. Now, in Daniel 2.22, in the Amplified, it reads like this. He reveals the deep and the secret things. And he knows what is in the darkness and the light dwells with him. Isn't that neat? So in order to thrive, you have to be prepared when the forces of the enemy comes along to take the seed that you have planted away. I once heard a pastor by the name of Jesse DePlanis say, yell back at the enemy, say, hey, that's my seed. Take your hands off. Isn't that neat? Hey, that's my seed. Take your hands off. So you've got to fight for every inch of ground that you plant, and you have to be prepared to stand your ground. That's right. You have to learn to stand your ground because, you see, the enemy loves to fire all of his arrows at you to get you off course. And those arrows can be disguised as doubt. They can be disguised as fear, lack of self-worth, and a lack of resources. And the enemy will even try to steal your joy and steal your strength and steal your endurance. So, what are you supposed to do? Well, here's a great promise from the Apostle James. This is from James 1.5. He says, But if any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask of God, who gives to you generously and without reproach, and it will be given to him. Isn't that neat? Ask, and it will be given to you. So, yes, ask the Lord for help, and he will help you through the storms in life. And when you do, you will come out of the storm stronger and better equipped, and you will be blessed. Did you hear what I said? And you will be blessed. 
So most successful people will tell you that your plan, that you plan your work and that you work your plan. And this is very important. But here's something that you might consider using with your blueprints as you develop your plan. I want to share this with you from a promise from Psalms 1, 1 through 3. How blessed is the man who does not walk in the counsel of the wicked, nor stand in the path of sinners, nor sits in the seat of scoffers. But his delight is in the law of the Lord. And in his law, he meditates day and night. And he will be like a tree firmly planted by streams of water, which yields its fruits in its season, and its leaves do not wither. And in whatever that he does, he prospers. Isn't that great? Whatever he does, and he prospers. So as you begin your week, strive to be the best that you can for him. Learn to give him praise and to be a blessing to others. And when you do, you will live a joyful life, and then you will find the way to thrive. Wow. Isn't that an awesome word for today? And our prayer and our hope is that you were blessed so that, so that there is more to come. So, again, before we get started, I want to share this special word of hope with you and our listeners. To encourage you today and to remind you of God's promise that with all of the challenges taking place in the world, in our country, and in our communities, that today God is still in control. There may be bitterness, confusion, and anxiety in this world, and the enemy tries to distract us from him, that if we repent and if we turn back to the Lord, that he will heal our land and he will heal us. And I want to read to you God's promise, and this is from Second Chronicles 7.14, and I'm reading this from the Amplified Bible. It reads that if my people who are called by my name shall humble themselves, if they will pray, seek, crave, and require of necessity of my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven I will forgive their sin, and I will heal their land. So now we're going to talk about that word yoke that goes right along with this. Yes, I said yoke. I wasn't kidding, and it wasn't a yoke, so as my wife used to say. But it's in the Bible, and it's interesting. It's an interesting word, and this should really be interesting for a lot of you. And it's a fun topic to share with with you, our listeners. So again, if you haven't done it already, grab your pen or pencil and paper and get ready to learn some really awesome tips for your walk in life. These are all really important. Or you can get to your computer, iPad, or your iPhone and be prepared for some great ideas to help you in your future. So sitting in my rocking chair the other day on the porch, I found that my sock got caught on the side of the chair. Yes, I said socks. I like to walk around on the porch in my crew socks. It's kind of comfortable that way. So when I do, it has a nice feel beneath my feet to walk on the wooden porch. It's almost like walking on air. And with socks, I can still protect the bottoms of my bare feet. That's really important. 
So anyway, there I was, and then I suddenly fell stuck to the rocking chair, and I could not move very far. And every which way that I tried to move, the chair wanted to go with me. It felt like I was chained to something. And that something was the chair. Yes, it was the chair. And then suddenly an idea came to me, and this word came to my mind. That word was yoke. Yoke, you say? Yep. And no, the yoke was not on me. No pun intended. So what does that word yoke really mean anyway? Well, here are three definitions that I found in the Webster's Dictionary. One, it's a wooden bar or frame by which two draft animals, like oxen, are joined at the heads or necks for working together. Or it's an arched device formally laid on the neck of a defeated person. It's also a frame fitted to a person's shoulders to carry a load in two equal portions. You probably have seen movies where people had a, a rod going across both sides of their shoulders that they were carrying water or other types of provisions. Now that yoke in Hebrew is the word ol. Yes, ol. And it means yoke. The, the Holman Bible Dictionary defines this word as here it comes. This is really kind of interesting. A wooden frame placed on the backs of draft animals to make them pull in tandem. The simple yokes consisted of a bar with two loops, either of rope or wooden, which went around the animals' necks. Isn't that interesting? Now this is from Leviticus 26.13 from the Amplified Bible, and it reads like this. I am the Lord your God who brought you forth out of the land of Egypt, that you should no more be slaves, and I have broken the bars of your yoke and made you walk erect as free men. Because in Egypt, they didn't walk like that. They were not free. So basically, to be yoked is to be attached to something that you will keep you joined or aligned for the purpose of working in tandem or together with someone or something. So now if you think about it, being yoked to something or to someone could be a bad thing or it could be a, a good thing. Yes, it could be a good thing. And here's a question for you. What are you yoked to or what are you tied to? Yes, that's what I said. What are you yoked to or what are you tied to? It could be your job or career. Could it be your hobby? How about that boat or car that you just bought? Or is it something else that you're yoked to? And there's an old saying that says that there are two happy days in a boat owner's life. It's the day that he buys the boat, and then it's the day that he sells the boat. So again, I ask you, so what should we be yoked to or tied to? And who are you aligned with? Are you yoked with someone who is out of alignment with God and you're trying to go in opposite directions? Or are you yoked to God and letting him lead you through the wilderness? And being unequally yoked with someone is like trying to walk down a road chained to a dump truck full of dirt. 
you can't move very far and you can, and you get very tired and you get fatigued very easily. So if you're not yoked to the one who made you and you're learning to work as a team, then you will wear yourself out and you basically will go nowhere. Now there's an old saying in life that says that when you can't get things done and you hit nothing but obstacles, it's like teaching a pig to sing. You will just waste your time and it will just annoy the pig. Now some yokes can be a burden and some yokes can bring you into alignment so that you can work in tandem with God's will for your life. So amen to that. We have to learn to be aligned with the Father. Let me repeat that again. We have to learn to be aligned with the Father. Now, this word yoke in the Greek is the word zugus, and it means to be in burden or bondage. Wow. So, are you in bondage, and does your yoke feel like you are chained to a big steel ball? Or is your yoke lightly attached to you, and it's there to keep you and to keep you on a straight course? And if you are feeling burdened or chained down, it might be time to lessen the load of worry, to lessen the load of doubt and fear in your life. We have to give that load to Jesus so that he can break those chains. You see, that God has a great plan for you in life. And here is one of his promises. And this is from Jeremiah 29.11 in the Amplified Bible. For I know the thoughts and the plans that I have for you, says the Lord, thoughts and plans for welfare and peace and not for evil to give you hope in your final outcome. That's from Jeremiah 29.11 in the Amplified Bible. And if you let him lead you and you align yourself with him, you will find that his yoke is very easy. From Matthew 11 Verse 30 in the Amplified, it reads like this. For my yoke is wholesome. It's useful. It's good. It's not harsh, not hard, sharp, or pressing. But it's comfortable, gracious, and it's pleasant. And my burden is light and easy to be borne. Wow, isn't that a great passage? And as you go out this week and you find that you are being choked by worldly Yokes, it might be time to cast your fears on him. And remember what I just said, that his yoke is easy. And I hope that you have enjoyed this study so far tonight. And our prayer and our hope is that you were blessed. So don't go away. There's still more to come. So the next word that I want to talk about is purpose. Yes, and before I get started, I wanted to share this special word of hope with all of the listeners out there today. And this is to encourage you and to remind you of God's promise that with all of the challenges taking place in the world today, taking place in our country, in our communities, and in your life, that today I want you to remember that God is still in control. There may be bitterness and confusion and anxiety going on right now in this world 
and in your life, and the enemy is trying to distract you from the Lord our God. And this is extremely important, that if we repent, yes, I said, if we repent and if we turn back to the Lord, that he can then heal our land and that he can heal us as well. Isn't that wonderful? And I want to read for you God's promise, and this is from Second Chronicles 7.14 from the Amplified. If my people, who are called by my name, shall humble themselves, pray, seek, crave, and require of necessity my face, and turn from their wicked ways, then will I hear from the heavens, and I will forgive their sins, and I will heal their land. Isn't that powerful? So then what are we going to share more on the program this evening? Well, we're going to talk a little bit more about purpose. And recently the Lord moved us to a new location a couple of years ago. And just before we moved, I was taking time to sit down and pray from our back porch and gazing out over the open fields that were behind us in the home, it was amazing to see the many acres of land that sprawled across the landscape. There was about 80 acres behind us, and there were lots of cows and hay fields and other animals that lived in the area. We even had lots of birds out there, hawks, owls, buzzards, and birds of all kinds will fill the air, and we were especially blessed because we had lots of beautiful red cardinals out there around the home. It was just beautiful. One year they were so so thick around a tree it looked like red Christmas tree ornaments. So we were very blessed to be there. Yes, we were. And staying there for almost three years. That got me to thinking and wondering about life. Yes, about life and our vision and our next assignment. And yes, I was doing a lot of thinking out back. And I know, as my wife used to say, that that can be very dangerous for me to think. But as I stood back there on that porch, and a thought came to me. What are all of these animals here for? But more importantly, what are we here for? And then this word came to my mind, purpose. I love that word, purpose. Just to think that the Lord has a purpose for each and every one of us. And it gives me just goosebumps just thinking about it. Now, in Webster's Dictionary, it defines that word as something set up as an object or the end to be attained. It also means intention and resolution and determination. You know, and here's a really great Bible verse to share about that word purpose. And this is from Ecclesiastes 3, verse 1 in the King James Version. It says, To everything there is a season, and there is a time to every purpose under the heaven. You know, just thinking about that, I love the part about resolution and determination. Those are inspiring words that should be taken for all of us. Resolution and determination. Now, here's something interesting. The Hebrew word for purpose is the word kaifetz. It's pronounced, really, it's pronounced hafetz. And it really means to delight, to pleasure. It means desire and longing. And I like that word longing. And that word longing from Psalms 119, verse 131 says, 
I open my mouth and pant because I long for your commandments. So ask yourselves, what is our purpose here on earth and what are we here for? These are really great questions for all of us. And you know, and here's a couple of more questions to ponder on. Are you here for you or are you here for him? Are you here for you or are you here for him? Isn't that awesome? And for me, I am here for him. So then why is it important for you to know your purpose? You see, God has blessed each and every one of us with certain gifts and talents. But more importantly, he's also given you a burning desire to do something. And that is something that you were made to do. And that thing is your purpose. And that something is what you were made to do, and that thing is your purpose. And from Romans 8.28, it reads, And we know that in all things that God works for the good of those who love him and who have been called according to his purpose. Isn't that something? And there are those people out there who don't even understand what purpose means. And they just want to do their own thing, and they want to do it their own way. And that usually causes challenges for other people. And yes, there are those people, and that is true. So then, what do you say to those people? Do you just stay quiet? you say something to them? Well, you can do anything you want. You become whatever you want to be and to make a, a gazillion dollars. But just like others before you that made their millions when they died, guess what? They left it all behind. That's right. They left it all behind. They said that when Howard Hughes died that there was not a long troop of vans behind him carrying all of his money and his gifts. It was just one little hearse with his body. So when people die, do they really leave everything behind. There's an old saying, you can't take anything with you. That is what the great Howard Hughes died, and there were no U-Hauls behind him and the hearses to the funeral home. And there was no money, and there was no other prized possessions. The only thing that was there was just the body of Mr. Hughes. Nothing more, nothing less, just a cask. Now, that's really sad. So here's a question for you listeners. What is your purpose here on earth? That is really a great question. So what do you think our purpose is? What do you think your purpose is? It's about having a relationship with him, with Jesus Christ. It's about honoring God. It's about keeping his commandments. And it's learning to love and obey God. And guess what? Yep, it's that simple. And here's something else. We are to teach others our trade and to pass the baton on to the next generation and to leave behind a legacy of love, honor, something that will impact the generation yet to come. Now, I don't know about you, but that is powerful. And if you do not know what your vision is, 
then take some time out to pray and ask the Lord to give you that vision and the purpose. And here's a great verse about visions, and I'm reading this from Habakkuk 2.3 in the English Standard Bible. It reads like this, For still the vision waits, it's for its appointed time. It hastens to the end, it will not lie. If it seems slow, wait for it, for it will surely come, and it will not delay. You know, that's one of my all-time favorite verses. And I loved how the late Miles Monroe had to say about purpose. It was very powerful. He said, the greatest tragedy in life is not the death, but a life without a purpose. Isn't that awesome? We have to have purpose. I remember something that Pastor John Bazzano at First Baptist Houston once said when a young man had just finished a very passionate and exciting message on being proud to serve. When he finished, Brother John just boldly said, Wow, wasn't that powerful? It just makes me want to go out and join something. (laughs) Wasn't that awesome? So listeners, we should all be excited about life, to be excited to learn the ways of the Lord, to seek him out on a daily basis, and to find out our purpose and our vision on this earth. And you see, we were all created in God's image. It wasn't... uh, Oh, hold on. I'm having difficulties tonight. It wasn't an accident, but it was done by divine design. And God has a plan for each one of us and for us to have a purpose. And his word reminds us of the very special promise. And this is from Jeremiah 29:11. For I know the plans that I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you and plans to give you hope, and plans to give you a future. Isn't that powerful? You know, it seems that we are all in a hurry these days. Hurry to grow up, to be the best athlete, to be the best salesperson, to be the best inventor, the the musician, or whatever. But if you want satisfaction and fulfillment in life, then you've got to find your purpose. You know, we do a lot of driving in our ministry, and there are many roads that we travel down. And most people will plan their trips and try to find the shortest route to get to their destination. And in the least amount of time, they will rush here and they'll rush there just to get to that place and wishing along the way that they were already there. Is that you? And during the process, they will become stressed, and unable to relax, and when they finally reach their destination, they'll be tired and fatigued. For me, I found that it was not about the distance, but it was about the journey. We like to take our time and find alternate routes and to enjoy God's beauty along the way. And during this process, you will discover more about you, about your family, and about your surroundings. And yes, guess what? even about your purpose. So, man, wasn't that a really powerful study? And 
And our prayer and our hope is that you were blessed by this little part of the study. But hold on. There is more to come. Now, again, as I said before, there may be bitterness and confusion out there and anxiety going on right now in the world. And the enemy is trying to distract you. And he's trying to distract you from the Lord. And this is really extremely important. That if we repent, yes, I said repent, and turn back to the Lord, he will heal our land and he will he will heal us. So today, remember that God is still in control. And I just again want to read to you Second Chronicles 7.14. If my people who are called by my name shall humble themselves, seek, crave, require of necessity my face, and turn from their wicked, wicked ways, then will I hear from heaven and forgive their sin. So the last part of the thing we're going to talk about today is about the word path, P-A-T-H, path. Now this past week I was up early again spending time in prayer like I normally do. And yes, it was another night of kind of walking around the porch in the middle of the night. Uh, I even sometimes walk around on the street I'm careful to watch out for any vehicles coming down the road in the middle of the night. And there was a full moon in the sky. My mind was just full of questions. You know, there's a lot going on. There's lots of wondering about the future. And then this word popped into my head, and that word was path. So what path am I on, and what path does God want me to take? Well, you see, my friend... There will always be changes in life, and with change, there may be a different path that you will have to follow. So what does this word path mean? Well, Webster's Dictionary defines the word path as a road or way. It also means a narrow or a a trodden track. It means a surfaced walk, like walking through a garden, or the course or direction in which something moves, like the wind. And lastly, of course, it means conduct, such as the path of virtue. Now that word path in Hebrew is the word a rock, and it means a way or a path or a road. Or it means a traveler. It also means a wayfarer. And I found a really great verse that goes with our, with this study, and, and this is from Psalm 1611 from the New American Standard Bible. It says, you will make known to me the path of life, and in your presence is fullness of joy, and in your right hand there are pleasures forever. You know, the late Robert Frost wrote a great poem about taking a path in life. He said, two roads diverged in a yellow wood, and sorry that I could not travel both and be one traveler. Long I stood and looked down one just as far as I could to where it bent in the undergrowth and then took just another as fair and having perhaps the better claim because it was grassy and wanted wear. Though as for that passing, there had been warned them from other people who really about the same. And on both that morning equally lay in leaves and no step had been trodden black. Oh, I kept the for the first for another day. You know, knowing how the way leads on to the way, I doubted if I should ever come back. 
I shall be telling this with a sigh somewhere. Ages and ages hence, two roads diverged in a wood, and I, I took the one less traveled by, and that has made all the difference. Isn't that a great poem? You know, there are times in life when we too find ourselves coming to a fork in the road. And believe it or not, I'm reminded of a line from the famous baseball player and coach of the New York Yankees, Yogi Bear, who said, when you come to a fork in the road, take it. <laughs> I just love that line. So if you're like most people, when you come to that fork in the road, we might ask ourselves, which way should I go? Should I go to the left or should I go to the right? Hmm. What just might be waiting for me down that road and which is the right path? And sometimes, you know, we just want to take flight. You know, we just want to take flight. And so before we go on, I thought I'd play a little song about taking flight. This is called Flight of Angels. So as my wife, Leah, used to say, Brian, what are we sharing with our lesson with our listeners? And I would just tell her, thrive, yoke, and purpose, and path. So here's a path of flight. Hold on. I think you'll really enjoy this song.
you enjoyed that little trip down memory lane called Flight of Angels. Uh, that was done live at the Fellowship at Cinco Ranch a few years back, and it was just something that we really, really enjoyed doing. So we really hope that you enjoyed that little song down memory lane. So, again, we're back to this word path, and let's talk a little bit about that word path. So, as we were talking about this word path, my cat just walked in, and she's meowing to me. I don't think she needs food. She just wants to come in and be part of the program, as they say. So, anyway, we're talking about the word path. And as our used to be, our good old guitar player, Stephen Coffey, used to say, we're going to talk about path. And he said, all good questions, he would say. And so I love that saying from here. So, But here's something interesting to remember. This is from something that came from, it was inspired by King Solomon when he was writing the book of Proverbs. And the book of Proverbs is filled with some really great wisdom and experience. And here's one example of that wisdom. And this is from Proverbs 4, verse 18 in the Amplified. But the path of the just, the righteous, is like the light of dawn that shines brighter and brighter until it reaches its full strength and glory in the perfect day. Wasn't that beautiful? So when you find yourself at the fork of a road or finding that you have some difficulty or challenging decisions to make, remember to take time out and pray. You don't have to rush through it. Take time and pray. Yes, pray. And ask the Lord for his way for your life and to reveal the path that you should take. And you just might be surprised. He'll come up and give you the answer. It might be the one that you were thinking of or it might be something totally different. And this is from Psalms 25, verses 4 through 5, and I'm going to read this from the Amplified. Let me know your ways, O Lord. Teach me your paths. Guide me in your truth and teach me, for you are the God of my salvation. For you and only you I wait expectantly all of the day long. Wasn't that just incredible? And the late... I love what the late Dr. Miles once wrote and shared about finding the path and asking the Lord where he would lead us. And it, and it reads like this, God never demands anything that he does not provide for. Whatever God commands us to do, he equips us to do. Let me read that to you again. God never demands anything that he does not provide for. And whatever God commands us to do, he equips us to do. And here is a great reminder of God's promise. But the path of the righteous is like the light of dawn that shines brighter and brighter until the full day. And that's from Proverbs 4.18. So as you go out this week, accept the challenges of life and know that God has a great plan for your life and a path to take you through the wilderness. Stay the course. Stay on track and stay on his path. So what a great study that was today. And our prayer and our hope is that you, the listeners, were blessed. So until next month, I'm Brian Fouts. We are with Hazak Ministries out here in Columbus, Texas. 
and we have we are an encouragement ministry out here in the wonderful county of Colorado County. And we just want to remind you that we've written three books, my wife and I, our first book, From Misery to Ministry, A Walk of Faith. It's a great help uh, book for those who have lost a loved one uh, because we've lost our daughter in 2004. Our second book is called Steps of Faith. It's a great book to help you to learn to take your very own steps of faith in life and to help you learn to be led by the Holy Spirit. And our most recent book was Walking Through Grief, A Journey of Peace. And we know that these books would bring you hope and healing and encouragement for you and your family and your friends as well. Uh, If you'd like to order one of these books, all you have to do is to go to www.hazakministries.com and let us know which book or books that you would like, and you can just send us a donation, and we will send you one or all of the books. And again, uh, if Leah was here, we would like to tell you and myself uh, that uh, if if you'd like for me to come and speak at your church, uh, you can give me a call at 832-878-8043. That number again is 832-878-8043. And again, we hope that you have been blessed by our message of hope and healing and encouragement. And again, if you'd like to support our ministry, you can always send us a love love offering to Hazak Ministries, P.O. Box 159, Industry, Texas, 78944. uh, Or you can send it directly out here to us at 1410 Rampart Street, Columbus, Texas, 78934. Uh, And again, we thank you, and remember that God is awesome and that God can do anything. So our prayer for you is is that as you go out this week that you will be blessed and that the Lord would encourage you and provide for everything that you need, and not just what you need, but much, much more according to his word. God bless you, and may the Lord bring you a double portion of blessing and favor this time of year. Until next month. I'm Brian Fouts with Hazak Ministries. God bless, and we'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Over and prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.